So this time in the evening, we will be doing uh, loving-kindness practice, guided meditations. I was, as I was walking up from the cottage, I realized usually about this time in the evening, I was watching something on Netflix or Hulu, and this was has been quite different for that over the last month or so, but it still pops up in my head as I left retreat there for a month, um, and I'm in a teacher cottage, and um, I have Wi-Fi access, so I spend lots of time in the room there ruminating of whether I should be using Wi-Fi or my email or checking my messages. So that's what I've been doing for the last half an hour. Um, I'm going to take a look at and offer some a few reflections on metta, and we'll do a guided metta 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 practice for ourselves. Um, and I was looking at the metta Buddha's words on loving kindness, the metta sutta. It's a discourse that the Buddha offered to a group of monks that were meditating in a forest and came across spirits that frightened them to the point that they, you know, were, were unable to practice. And so they um, had gone back to the Buddha to ask for advice or ask for help or guidance. And the Buddha offered this discourse, the Metta Sutta, as an antidote to their fear. And it's interesting, I, I work with youth and teens and, and, you know, we do a lot of work around the uh, some of the suttas and Jataka tales are things, and I try to translate them or relate them to their lives. And whenever I, you know, tell them this story or, you know, they they hear it and they kind of roll their eyes at some point and let me guess. Everybody chilled out and lived happily ever, ever after, or um, everybody was enlightened, and that's pretty much what happened. Um, so... <laughs> So the Metta Sutta. This is what should be done by one who is skilled in goodness and who knows the path of peace. Let them be able and upright, straightforward and gentle in speech, humble and not conceited, contented and easily satisfied, unburdened with duties and frugal in their ways, peaceful, calm, wise and skillful, not proud and demanding in nature. Let them not do the slightest thing that the wise would later reprove. Wishing, in gladness and in safety, may all beings be at ease. Whatever living beings there may be, whether they are weak or strong, omitting none, the great or the mighty, medium, short or small, the seen and the unseen, those living near and far away, those born and to be born, may all beings be at ease. Let none deceive another or despise any being in any state. Let none through anger or ill will wish harm upon another. Even as a mother protects with her life her child, her only child, so with a boundless heart should one cherish all living beings. Radiating kindness over the entire world, spreading upwards to the skies and downwards to the depths, outwards and unbounded, freed from hatred and ill will, 
whether standing or walking, seated or lying down, free from drowsiness. One should sustain this recollection. This is said to be the sublime abiding. By not holding to fixed views, the pure-hearted one, having clarity of vision, freed from all sense desires, is not born again into this world. So the sublime abiding, the abiding, metta, is one of the, what's considered the four Brahma-viharas, the divine abodes, the places that we are to cultivate, um, to feed and nourish the heart-mind. And we won't go through the Brahma-viharas, but there's a, a, a poem, something that I've kept with me that actually I've been working with the last month, um, that sort of sums up or encapsulates the Brahma-viharas, which are loving-kindness, compassion, um, empathetic joy, mudita, and equanimity. It's by 13th century poet. Out of the soil of friendliness grows the bloom of compassion. Watered by the tears of joy and sheltered under the cool shade of the tree of equanimity. And I found that actually quite um, helpful to me and actually quite nourishing and, and, and a beautiful piece to hold in mind. Um, I think I've often probably thought of myself as having a pretty aversive personality and so the discursive judgmental thoughts about any and everything, particularly as Pascal had mentioned the, the, the dining hall is like, that's like hell realm for me to stand behind someone watching them get too much food or the person is, who's not giving me space. And like I create stories and they get larger and larger and larger. And, um, so it's a place where actually I recite that piece of poetry or the meta phrases you know I've created for myself and it, it's best to actually customize and, and make your own meta phrases but I, I, I say them throughout the day in the hall while I'm walking through the hall or um, uh, in my room or other places um, as a way to come out of my head and, and into my heart so oftentimes uh, you know, if, if there are self-critical thoughts or, or, or judgmental thoughts and they're there and they're just constant and constant, it, it is, um, the idea is to be able to um, see them, watch them, observe them. Um, and, but for me as well, that, that, that's, it, it helps to, to soothe myself as well to then sort of be able to reframe it and, and flip it by using these phrases. And for me, the phrases that I use are, uh, may I be happy, May I be peaceful. May I be free from pain and suffering. May I live with ease and well-being. And may I awaken and be free. Um, and I chose those years ago. And I've often wanted, part of it doesn't make sense for me anymore. But they're, they're, they're etched here. And it's, and it's, sort of, it's a feeling. And the words and I are not... It's not about the words, as I typically I will bring them up once, but um, I'm bringing up images, and I encourage you. You know, for me, I'm a, a very visual person, so actually, when I do metta practice like this, then I'm bringing up a, a um, image of myself as a little boy, or um, at different points in time as a young man, or maybe a few years ago. You know, the difficult or the harder or the traumatic are, are they just 
those are places I don't necessarily go because I'm not, I'm not necessarily, you know, uh, able to conjure an, an image that is going to be helpful or, or skillful to use in that moment. So, and the mind will still try to take me there, or could take you there. As times I find an image of myself as a little boy and sort of uh, just, just a sense as my eyes are closed, I can actually see, you know, see this a picture or see myself at that time. And, and the mind is thinking, oh, such a cute little boy. And then, right, the bad life coach goes to, and then what happened? <laughs> what happened? You know, so I head off and then I have to sort of go back into the image, into something that's going to be um, calming or soothing. So I encourage you to do that. If just working with phrases works for you, that's, that's you know, that's great and that's fine. Um, I've often found that um, it's been dry or it's been rote, but I've often found that to continuing to work with them, actually just saying them, even though I thought it's been dry and it's rote, this can't possibly happen or how, how could this possibly work? You know, my introduction to metta was like that. I didn't know that I could actually conjure or look at images or things. I was convinced. Um, I thought, actually, I thought about it for the last retreat when Jack was here as I saw him running around the loop and I was like, that's the guy who made up metta. So in my mind, early on retreat, I thought it was just this made up, created Jack and Sharon, a bunch of people in Marin County in California, and made up this new agey, well-wishing, some California, ridiculous California thing. That I, like, I honestly, that's, that's what I believed was, was, was true. But that was more about the resistance or sort of the... the solidity or the the rock, the stone around the heart and the inability to access it and and then just being conditioned as a man that that's not something that you should access anyway. so anything having to do with you know that 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 feeling or meta or the heart or reaching out of those things was something that um, I found a way to get out of, for sure. And then at some point, like I said, in actually saying the phrases over and over, rote and dry, at some point in time, you know, laying on my bed in the room or somewhere in a yogi job, then the image of myself as a child pops up and. And uh, the phrases are there, right? They're saying themselves. You are not saying the phrases. I mean, you're learning them, into, you know, initially, but eventually they are, um, they're etched into memory and they are saying the Dharma is, is, um, is doing you, it's working you, the work is, is, is happening. And at that point, um, there's sort of a... a releasing a little bit of the heart and it just allows you to be there and I just flip through images of myself at different ages and eventually I actually do this across all the categories of metta and I created a little picture book for myself that I actually bring on retreat and has the phrases at the bottom and in between times when I would be normally wondering how to get out of here um, 
would sit on my bed and actually flip through the pages and I'd see the images and I'd look through the phrases. And again, it's one of those things that they eventually it just becomes seared in the memory so that I sit down, I close my eyes, and I can see myself through all of these ages. I can see all of the categories and people that I have there and the phrases then just begin to say themselves. Um, say themselves. And, 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 the, um, and at that point... Um, <clears throat> formal metta practices any and everywhere. It happens any, any and everywhere. So it is actually my main practice that I do now. And uh, rarely do I actually sit and do it formally because I'm doing it in the car, I'm doing it on the bus, I'm doing it in the train. Um, the neutral person. I live in um, Berkeley and I, I don't own a car, so I spend lots of time in Uber. So the neutral person's like my Uber driver every single day, right? I've, I've never had so many like you know, someone be a neutral person is, you know, the end of my $7.45 trip, dollar trip is like my best friend. Um, and it's easy to do. I have no charge around that person. So, metta for self. So we're going to look at uh, ourselves. And if it seems like doing the self tonight is um, particularly difficult, then you can actually say metta for the rest of us here, or maybe a pet or a friend. It doesn't have to be. I'm starting with the self, but if that really is not going to work for you, then choose another category. Okay. And I will offer just a, a few phrases in the beginning, but uh, mostly some uh, spaciousness to be able to sit to um, um, possibly bring up images of yourself. And again, at times that... Uh, going to be skillful and beneficial for you. Okay. So we allow ourselves to get uh, as comfortable as we can in this moment. Relaxed yet alert. Eyes closed, door open. I raise and drop the shoulders or unclench the jaw, relax the neck. Breathe and feel into the heart area. Maybe if you're able to see yourself at a particular time and place, to call up that image, or if there are phrases that you use, and I'll offer mine. May I be happy. May I be peaceful. May I be free from pain and suffering. May I live with ease and well-being. And may I awaken and be free. And being very easy with yourself.
just allowing ourselves to be held in the heart of compassion as we offer some well wishes to ourselves. May I be happy and peaceful. May I be free from pain and suffering. May I live with ease and well-being. May I awaken and be free. There's a time or image of a where you felt some safety or security, felt loved, seen. It's connecting with the felt sense of metta. The warmth or opening at the heart. It's using the phrases or images to the sense light uh, pilot light at the heart-mind.
thoughts, holding ourselves in the heart of compassion. be happy, may I be peaceful, may I be free of pain and suffering. May I live with ease and well-being. May I awaken and be free. Out of the soil of friendliness grows the great bloom of compassion, watered with the tears of deep joy, all sheltered under the cool shade of the tree of equanimity. May I be happy, may I be peaceful, may I be free from pain and suffering, may I live with ease and well-being, and may I awaken and be free.
May I be happy and peaceful. May I be free from pain and suffering. May I live with ease and well-being. May I awaken and be free. Sabe sata awera hontu, abhyapaja hontu, aniga hontu, sukiyatanam pariharantu. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.